0: Welcome to the Minutes of Faith podcast, where we dive into scripture and explore amazing things God is doing today. Our aim is for you to receive encouragement and God's direction for you in today's world. Here's your host and author of her latest book, Praying for America and the Army of God, Debbie Jansen. Thank you, Ken. Today we're going to talk about day nine, which is how God answers prayer. Our scripture for today is 1 John five fourteen through 15. This is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. I know everyone's emotions in America and around the world are um, very high right now in today's life. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's lies. People are losing their jobs. The economy is bad. Inflation's going up. There's sickness and sorrow and People have been alone for such a long time, we're afraid, we're scared. There's a lot of talk of, well, the world's just going to end and Jesus is going to come back. And then we have politicians telling us that you're going to die in 12 years. And I have read several articles about kids who are so anxious and depressed and worried that they can't even function Parents have to keep them home from school because they're just too afraid of what the future is going to be. So I understand how badly everybody is hurting. And what do we do about it? I wish that I could tell you that it's just a mention to God of your problem and everything will instantly be birds and flowers and you'll be a millionaire. That would be great. But today, I'm going to explain to you why God cares for you much more than just that. You see, thousands of books have been written on prayer. They tell us how and when to pray. They insist that there are specific approved words to use and topics to discuss or God will not listen. Well, that's not true. Um, the truth is, that's why I picked First John 5, 14 through 15, is because it doesn't tell you that you get everything you want. It says, God will listen to your prayers. Now, as I've said before, prayer is just a conversation between you and God. It's you sitting down with him and just letting it all fly. You tell him everything that's going on in your life and how you need him. You thank him for all the good stuff and you ask him to help you grow and mature and to please protect you and give you safety. And if it's his plan, please bless you and keep you. Now, all of that is based on um, Jesus saying that if you have faith, like a mustard seed, a tiny, tiny little seed. Now, in Bible days, a mustard seed was the size of fine ground pepper. You could hardly see the seed in your hand. And I think you can get some of that... That. Um, that kind of pepper now it's incredibly incredibly small and jesus said if you just have that much faith you can move a mountain but is he really talking about you moving a mountain and what about all the prayers that people honestly believe they have that mustard side mustard size see mustard seed size faith <laughs> that's a mouthful huh yeah they have that but their prayers aren't answered so how does god answer prayers well you can have great faith and believe that god is going to allow you to fly like an eagle you can spend weeks fasting and praying and every waking moment Asking him, please, please, let me be able to fly through the sky like an eagle. You can uh, read your Bible and trust in him and, oh, you're going to do this. You can look up wind velocities and all kinds of stuff. But if you go to the top of the Empire State Building and you say, okay, God, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. And you jump off that building, are you going to fly like an eagle? Probably not. Why? Why not? Your prayers have a purpose, and your prayers are logical. Don't ask God to do something just for the fun of it that is totally illogical. For example, you don't want to pray for the powers of Superman. You're probably not going to get that. Or let me inherit a million dollars so I don't have to work. Uh, Well, no. Or, please, God, I want to be a rich CEO. But, yeah, I don't like studying, so I probably won't even graduate high school. But you can make me a rich CEO. Yeah, maybe. But prayer is a um, partnership between you and God. It is His almighty power combined with your beliefs and you're and he's helping you out. But he wants you to be a partner in that. You have a partnership. The minute you get on your knees, the minute you raise your hands toward heaven, the minute you say, dear Jesus, I'm here with a prayer today, you're a partner. You are not asking him to do it all. Um, some people pray, well, I've been hurt. I want to repay those people that hurt me with the pain i felt you think god's about revenge no or what if you get demanding with your prayers and you say i've been a good christian you owe me i don't think he's going to look kindly on that or what about this one well i know you're real but i don't care what the bible says i don't want to suffer for you so Can you please answer this prayer? Or can you keep me safe? Or can you give me whatever? God's not going to, he may listen to that, but is he going to answer it? Probably not. So there's three things you have to consider when you pray. First of all, you must have faith. Uh, In our third devotion, um, at the beginning of this book, we talked about having faith. You must accept all of what God has for you and build your faith on his total plan for your life. You must accept all he has for you. I don't believe God wants any of us to be lazy. And if you look at the Ten Commandments, he doesn't want us to lie. He doesn't want us to steal. He wants us to have good marriages. He wants us to raise good kids. You start reading the Bible and looking for things he wants you to be, and it's kind of foolish to pray for things outside of those boundaries, because God is not concerned about what you have and don't have. He is concerned about how you grow and how strong you are, and when he answers prayer and looks at your faith, your faith may be huge but he wants you to grow and be something bigger and better. Your prayers for something can that you want can never be based in your acceptance of God. When you have faith that says God is real, don't say to him, well, I'll only believe you're real. If you answer this prayer, that's a bargain. Uh, In legal terms, that's called quid pro quo. In other words, I'll do this for you if you'll do that for me. And God doesn't bargain with us. He says, I am almighty God with all sovereign power. And I will do this to help you be better, to protect you or to save you. But you have to be a partner with me. So our faith in God is... As an almighty being is one thing, and our faith and his answering our prayer is another thing. And that is based on what we know he wants for our lives. The second thing is we must be willing to allow God to be sovereign. God's children do not have the right to demand that he give us what we want. I hear some preachers saying that. Oh, just claim it. Or just tell God, I've done this for you, and I demand that I have your promise for me. No. I think God looks at that like a little spoiled child kicking their feet and pitching a temper tantrum because they don't get some toy they want. I've heard people say, demand the promises of God. He wrote them, and they are ours. Get serious with God and demand that he answer. Um, No, I don't think that's right either, because God may have a different plan. And in this book, uh, Praying for America and the Army of God, I give you the... An example, I've had many, many of these kinds of examples where I prayed for something, it didn't work out, and later I found out, oh, that was the best thing. Well, I was really close to my mom. Me and mom used to pray a lot, and she was in a home. She had gotten really bad. She would fell down the steps in my house several times, so she had to go to a nursing home. And she was in a wheelchair, but I would go in there every day sometimes and most of the time every other day and i would go in and we would hold hands and pray i think i got closer to my mom while she was in the nursing home than i've ever been and i got a call one night that she had fell again she tried to get out of her wheelchair and she'd hit her head and she'd hurt herself and i went rushing down to see her and it was about 11 o'clock at night so she was already in bed they had given her something for pain she was out and I kind of inspected her a little bit and then I came back home went to sleep and went back the next day and the next day she was sitting in her wheelchair and I went oh well maybe she wasn't hurt that bad but after we talked for a while she wanted to get back in the bed and when I tried to help her back in the bed she was screaming in pain They came in. We found a humongous place near her hip, a big, huge bruise. And as it turned out, she'd broken her hip. They had to give her some medicine. And she was already in hospice, and she was having issues with sleeping too much. And they gave her some medicine for the pain. And within a week, she deteriorated, and she passed away. I... Loved the time that I had with her during that week. Amy, my daughter, and I, we never left her side. We sang her into heaven when we heard that death rattle. We started singing her song and singing different songs that she enjoyed. And as we were singing, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory While we were singing that, my mom passed away. Well, I was okay for a while, but then I started getting angry. And I said, God, during those five days when she was hurting so bad, I prayed. I believed. I asked you to let her stay with me just a little bit longer. Uh, There was some problems going on, and I would have loved to have held her hand and prayed over those problems. But instead, you took her. And it wasn't until three months later that I realized why God said no. Because three months later, COVID hit. And if my mom would have been alive, I wouldn't have been able to see her. And um mom wasn't the kind to stay in her room. She would have been all over that place praying for people. And... We got a call and found out that 17 people had passed away in that nursing home, and all, all of her friends had passed away from COVID. My mom would have been one of those. She would have died alone. We wouldn't have been able to sing her into heaven. She would have been frightened and scared because I couldn't have got to her. Don't you dare question when God says no. Look for the reasons that he's saying no. He's not being mean. He's not not answering because he doesn't love you or doesn't want to be with you or help you. Maybe he's saying no for a reason. The third thing we have to consider is that we must be willing to follow God's plan. Most preachers I know always end their prayers with, we ask this in the name of Jesus, if it be your will. If it be your will. You see, our prayers to God will never be answered unless they fit the will of God. And honestly... (laughs) If they don't fit his will, you don't want them answered with a yes anyway, because it's going to be trouble. Sometimes Christians think their needs stand out from all the other prayers in the world. To understand how our prayers are received, we need to imagine what it would be like to have millions of people praying for millions of different things, as well as God protecting you in your own life, there may be other reasons. For example, what do you think God would do with the following prayers coming from a retired couple who live on a meager Social Security check? Please, God, we've planted a big garden this year, hoping to fill our freezer for the winter. You know how tight money is, and we're trying to do what we can to survive on what we have. Please, God, please let it rain this week. However... Just two streets over, a devout Christian businessman has just poured a very expensive driveway for a customer. The concrete needs to set up, and if it rains, he will lose a lot of money. So he prays, please, God, don't let it rain for a few days. I need the money from this job. I can't redo this and still get to other pressing jobs. Please help me. God can and often does find ways to answer both prayers. He, do, he does. Sometimes he answers with a yes and sometimes with a no or maybe with a wait. But you can peek into the world unseen found in Daniel ten thirteen. For three weeks, Daniel prayed for an explanation of a war that was coming. He couldn't understand why the help he needed wasn't being delivered. In the first few verses, he laments about how little he's eaten and how much he prayed for over three weeks. But verses 12 and 13 record a visit from an angel of God. The angel explained that since Daniel's first prayer was prayed, the angel was commissioned by God to come to Daniel. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days said the angel then Michael one of the chief princes came to help me because I was so detained there with the king of Persia now I love this chapter uh, in Daniel because it lets us know that God's angels and heavenly hosts are very busy they are constantly working on our behalf just as God does Sometimes the answers to our prayers is just a matter of praying until the answer comes. So today, never be afraid to put your prayers in God's hands. Trust him to understand your heart and give you the best answer for the problems you face. Keep your prayers going and give him time to work them out. After all... He's not only working with you. He has to work with the people around you. He has to get others on board for the miracle you need. And sometimes the difference between winning and losing is waiting on God's perfect timing. Never be afraid to let go, to trust, and to wait. Oh, my. Dear Jesus life is messy exhausting and full of difficult situations we desperately need your peace we need to know that you are in control and that you hear our prayers when we feel stressed we often get discouraged when doubt enters our mind we lose our focus and feel as though life will always be out of control please give us peace And remind us that you are always there. Remind us that life always changes. And that answers can show up at any time. Miracles can happen. Help us to remember that you will never leave us or forsake us. Help us to stand on your promise that when we call on you. You will listen. And you will provide Give us the peace we need today to serve you with enthusiasm and excellence. Please heal our country and bring us peace. In your precious name we pray, amen. If you're looking for more encouragement and guidance, claim your copy today of Praying for America and the Army of God by Debbie Jansen. It's available on Amazon.com or visit DebbieJansen.com. Get your copy today!